Welcome back to Brooklyn's and this edition of The Track. My name's Tim Morris. In this episode, I visit the museum in January for an early event in the calendar. But it's one that is great for setting the year up uh, with actual on-track vintage competition taking place. The second half of this episode features the legendary Paddy Hopkirk, who visited us for a great members event recently. It features some of his presentation and a conversation with Harry Sherrard. First, a quick word of warning, there are some microphone dropouts in the first half. That was down to us, it's not your radio. Right, we're at Brooklyn's again, and it's a lovely sunny morning. There was a bit of a frost earlier on, but that's all gone now. Lots of people here, lots of vintage cars. It's the VSCC Winter Driving Test. Okay, now we're in the queue for the test hill. Uh, things are moving along, and we're going to have a quick word with a couple of the people in the queue. Hello there, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Can you tell us what uh, your car is? I certainly can. It's a Jowett, 7 horsepower, 1930, so very short on power, but the little engine with the big pull, apparently. So. And you're about to go up the test hill. Are you going to make it? Oh, definitely we'll make it up there. It won't be the fastest, but we will make it to the top. Yorkshire car built for hills, so. It's only got a twin cylinder, 907cc, classified as 7 horsepower. Uh, and it's probably got about seven horsepower to be honest with you <laughs> and it feels like it uh, it definitely feels like it that's for sure look at these other cars with envy <laughs> have you driven the vehicle here today yes we came up from near brighton this morning so it was a little bit chilly when we started we had a few icing problems on the way up and it wasn't just the car that was icing after either when we got here they had really nice coffee so i was gonna say you open top this morning then open top all the way absolutely with a bit of a frost as well this morning wasn't there indeed indeed okay we've got a beautiful pair of mgs just coming down the line queuing up for the test hill challenge i'm gonna have a quick chat hopefully with this person hello there sir could you tell us a little bit about it um it's a, a 1930 mg tigress it was uh, owned by uh, victor rothschild uh, there were five cars, one of them raced in the 1930 double 12 here. This one didn't race here, but it's been round. And I see that there's another one in front of you, which is pretty unusual. Uh, yes, that's an 1880, which was the uh, road-going version of this. So the Tigress is actually a pretty rare car. Uh, it is, yes. Well, one of five. Five still in existence or uh, five built? Two still in existence. <laughs> two in existence and yeah. five only built. That's amazing, really, isn't it? And have you had this one long? Um, it's been in the family for about, uh, I think it's probably about 30 years now. 30 years. Something like that. Has it been restored by you? Uh, we put it back together. Uh, Dad put it back together. Um, and um, no, since then, that's all the only things that are not original are the seats and the exhaust pipe. But everything else is um, exactly uh, as it was. It's certainly a beautiful car. Does it, does it go well on the uh, tests? It's a bit of a handful. <laughs> it's a bit too big for this sort of thing, but it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. The, the smaller smaller cars seem to do better, but this is quite a, a big vehicle. But it is, but it's still good fun. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll let you go because there's a gap in front of you. All right. Cheers, Ed. Have Thank you. And this is a small car. This is a, it's an Austin, an Austin 7, I believe. Absolutely. Austin 7 Chummy. It's a Chummy. It's beautifully restored. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. It comes out for the sunny days. And how well are you doing this morning? Well, going slowly, but haven't gone wrong. So people who go wrong will get my times. 
so um, it is about accuracy and speed this one yeah i know it's just going smoothly i don't have the luxury of being able to sort of chuck it through the corners like my mother in her alpha but uh no it's 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 a lot of fun and always a pleasure to come out so your mum is alex and she generally wins these things well i mean normally comes home with some sort of pot it's uh yeah no she's got quite a collection going now which is nice and what about you have you got a collection no no i've been collecting all of the wrongs so far so <laughs> you get the wooden spoons absolutely yeah that's that's been the story today okay now we've got another austin and there's a lady we have spoken to before who was dressed as a skeleton last time i think oh, yes, you remember. yeah but you're, <laughs> you're you're not driving this one today. i am driving this one today yeah oh you are yes i think i get the um i get the prize because we're having a bit few problems with it so i get the prize for the men the most stalls and the hand restarts at the front of the car oh no whilst oh doing the test so yeah it keeps stopping on it keeps you, stopping, oh, yeah so we've refueled it so hopefully because it's gravity fed this is a bit um, different to the other car we saw yes, you in the but last that is also test. here so that's uh yeah two that's cars up there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and here's here's my co-driver actually maddie, i was gonna so, say we yeah. did have someone else in the driving seat <laughs> hello hello and what's your name maddie and you've been driving this one today yes i have yeah and how's it go it's going okay and we've had a few issues as sarah's just mentioned <laughs> but fingers crossed we've sorted it now and is, uh, is it the car or the driver oh well you know <laughs> it only stalled once with me <laughs> that's why you're Happy pushing time. it along the line at the moment is yes it? absolutely that's why I, put, I hope you weren't filming when i pushed it over the line oh it might have been <laughs> You never know. That was the most impressive finish of the day though, really, wasn't it? <laughs> some of the cars have finished uh, the test for this morning by the look of it, and uh, some of them are being fettled, and there seems to be a man lying on the ground. So uh, we'll try and find out what this man on the ground is actually up to. Hello. You look like you're having fun. Well, something like that. Um, yes, I've, uh, I, I lost, uh, lost a washer um on on the last uh, the last last test and um it's uh, after after a bit of bit of searching it um it's it's part that locates um steering so um trying to uh, trying to trying to refix it found courtesy of appropriate size nut so uh, secrets of the museum i suppose come well i think it probably is this is in 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 there is all sorts of magic hopefully well let's hope you find one that's the right size then well, yeah. see it's going to have an effect on your steering otherwise well yes yes but um i think i think the driver has the same sort of uh, same sort of effect it's uh, it's it's not it's not the ideal car for the for driving test it's, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, no what, what have we got here it's a, a Woolsey, isn't it? it is yes it's a it's a Woolsey hornet special um it's a 1935 14 horsepower uh, Wolsey, um, which uh, I, I set second time I've had it, uh, had it here for uh, for the driving tests, um, and uh, each each time is uh, is a bit of an adventure. Had no no <laughs> brakes back in uh, October, so no brakes in October and no steering today. Well, it's it's got steering. It's uh, it's it's just um, making sure that uh, that it's all located. Okay, and uh, there's another chap tinkering with his engine down here. This is a problem with some of these older cars. Uh, they do tend to go wrong and need a bit of fettling. This car is a Riley, 
and we're just going to have a quick word with the chap tinkering with the engine, I think. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Tinkerer. Um, you are doing a bit of tinkering, isn't it? Yeah, What's I've uh, got a distributor problem. Um, my distributor clamp is slipped, and um, I think I've just broken the bolt. Ah, oh dear. That sounds like it could be fatal. I think so, yeah, mm. unfortunately. Uh, so. You were competing in this this morning, and yeah. it's taken its toll. Uh, it would appear so, yeah. It's quite vibrated concrete up there, so something's, something's gone wrong a bit. But um, not to worry, these things happen. Oh, dear. Were you intending to drive home in it? Yes. Okay, that poses another problem then? Uh, potentially, yes. I'll see if I can... Um, you never know, duct tape is a wonderful thing if I can find somebody who's got a big reel of duct tape. It's a car, anyway. It's a 1930 Riley 9 um, Torah. What sort of horsepower have we got there? Um, out of the box, I think it's supposed to be about 40, 45. Uh, may go a little bit faster. That's reasonably that. powerful for this period. Yeah, and they were quite um, relatively sporting um, for you know fairly ordinary cars. So this is really a road-going saloon car? Or top, top yeah, absolutely, it would have been a... It wasn't a racing car? No, no, absolutely no. not. It would have been um, sold as a um, family um, car for the relatively well-heeled middle class. Yeah, excellent. And have you had this one long? About uh, coming up five years. Beautiful. Done some restoration on it? Not too much. I've done quite a lot of engine work. Um, it looks like I've got some more to do now. <laughs> a bit more to do now after this one, yeah. yeah. Hi, uh, this is yours. Yes, this is, this is mine. Actually, yeah. if you look at the number plate, it's MY, so technically it is mine. Is it? Oh, right. We didn't notice that. Um, tell us a little bit about the car. Uh, so it's an Austin 7, um, 1930. Um, six foot two long. Um, it's got four wheels. <laughs> well, no, another one if you count it. I'm intrigued by the colour. Yeah, so it's um, Jewish racing gold. It's um, they didn't make them like this uh, back in period, but we we put a new school spin on an old school car. So yeah, it is. A, it's an eye-catching colour. This one probably uh, would have been black originally. Uh, yeah, there's a Raz. Uh, there's another Austin Seven here that's black. Uh, so yeah, a bit more classic. Um, yeah. Okay, have you you've done the test this morning? Uh, yes. Uh, horrible in this car because uh, you can only go up in first second is horrible because it just bogs down so you have to stay, right. in, stay in first gear and just rev the so the, the ones we've seen this morning who stop halfway up they change into to second gear to stay in the first one yeah yeah it goes a bit slow by the time you get to the top but you managed to get there yes yeah luckily it, it had enough uh, guts to go up all the way here yeah. and how do you think you've been doing this morning uh, so far so good um so as you go around a couple of the uh, guys have been saying fastest time of the day obviously it depends when you do it if you do it in the first part of the day then that's not, not great news but some of the some of the ones i've done later it's um yeah it looks good squishy so you're doing all right not too many mistakes the biggest thing is looking at w's any wrongs means you get the slowest time of the day that anybody did it in oh, okay so no donuts around any of the w's is so that's good that's promising yep no, it is nice, isn't it? I do like that colour, it's good. The, this, the story behind the colour is, um, uh, Dad's got a BMW 2002 and it's in the gold Warsteiner colours, so it's oh, uh, like the beer sponsors, if you ever had a beer in Austria, uh, it's got the gold ring Warsteiner beer, the, they sponsored a 2002 touring car, and we did own that car at one point. I said, Dad, if you've got a gold BMW, can I have a gold Austin? I said, well, <laughs> not really, but shall we do it? So we did. So you did do it? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, yeah lovely. Okay, we've got another chat with the, the bonnet open here. 
and it's on an MG and there's uh, quite a few chaps obviously giving some uh, advice on what you should do to his engine is there something wrong with it then no it's absolutely fine what's it doing it's got a right amount of oil coming out of the bottom oh was it oh well that's right then so about a teaspoon oh, I see. for over lunch that's about the right amount that's a good amount is it yeah, on this one that's ideal excellent so nothing wrong with it at all nothing no it's, it's, it's as the manufacturer intended <laughs> yeah i'm quite sure they did yeah. um what have we actually got here see it's an mg j2 1932 that's a 90 year old guy and you were doing the test today i am yeah doing well mm, probably not <laughs> but i haven't made mistakes that's the critical thing but it's yeah an MG, mg j2 and you've had this car long five years five years now mm. uh, you had an mgs before um yeah i have i've had t-series mgs mm. before and austin healy's yeah more modern vehicles no it was um i bought it in belgium five years ago and right. uh brought it back over here got the exeter number plate stuck back on it and um with the help of the mg car club and their faultless archives and so you uh, managed to identify it through that and then they yeah. would reissue the, they've got the, the original number they've got, plate yeah because they, they have the correspondence from the original owner Oh. back and forth with the factory which connects the chassis number and the number plate right and then they can provide all that to the government and they'll give you back the number plate that's if nobody's had it in the meanwhile wow. od it's not a, not a fashionable number plate yeah so if that had already gone you wouldn't be able to do that no tell us yeah. about your your mascot that is a midge because this is the first one of the first mg midgets so you could buy that in the day as a sort of optional extra it's the magic midge it is, yeah. it is. And we have another owner here with a beautiful Lagonda. Tell us a little bit about it. I can see it's a Lagonda, yeah, but what actually a, is it? It's a 1937 E12 Lagonda. Um, it was built originally, it, it was the prototype car that went to Earl's Court, which then later come to Brooklands. It's a motor show car. Yeah, and then yeah. did the 100 miles in one hour with Earl oh, right. driving it at Brooklands. And what year was that? 1937. 37. And it's actually on Pathé News. Unfortunately, the, the original body was taken off in the 80s. Ah, right. With, with this body being put on, but hmm. the rest of the car underneath is. is so, original. what was the body, the original it's body? A saloon like? body originally. It was a saloon, yeah. so not a sporty yeah. racer like That's this it. one. Yeah. Often happened with these cars, though, yes. don't it? the body yeah. changes. Mm. And you've had this one long? About three years now. Three years? Yeah. Have you done some work on it yourself? Oh, uh, lots of work, yeah. yeah, yeah. On, on, ongoing work, yeah. Um, ongoing projects. Yeah, just to keep it up together. We, we drive virtually everywhere we go with it. Been up to Scotland and Pennines really? and did, did rallies up there. And you drive so, up yeah. there in this? Yeah. Oh. It, it's quite nice because it will quite easily per away on the motorway at 80 i mean I 70 imagine. sorry yeah absolutely <laughs> 70 miles an hour well, and you just purr uh, on the motorway just, yeah it's, so it's um yeah. yeah what size engine did you say it's four and a half litre v12 now i've seen you out on the track this morning you're going fairly carefully yeah it, it's it's probably the wrong car for the trials oh, well but, yeah you're probably right um, there the, the smaller engine little austins and things uh, and little uh, mgs as you can see next to us, the wheelbase is somewhat of an yeah, issue yeah it's quite long when you go around the cones yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it was, it's brought a smile to people's faces hopefully. well I, I think that's the thing isn't it I did see a bit of wheel spinning uh, yeah, it's made me smile yeah a bit of wheel yeah, spinning of wheel out spin. there it's called enthusiasm you
Acid Jazz there from Corduroy and their track Mini, which leads us nicely on to Paddy Hopkirk. I'm very old, as you can see, and I haven't driven rally cars for a long time, thank God. And um, I've, uh, I work for the Institute of Advanced Motoring, and the Institute of Advanced Motoring is a charity that <clears throat> tries to teach people to drive more safely, and it's very good. And uh, when I do the IAM lectures, and that's going around the country to their departments, and some of them is a bit like uh, arriving at Dad's army shed. But anyway, the, um, the, we do the thing on the drink and driving. I'm not going to go into that boring because I love a good drink. Uh, and so I don't drive very much. Anyway, it's quite interesting between spirits and beers and whatever you would. I won't go into that now, it's boring. Just police-wise, uh, now the police are in the news. Chief police lady has just resigned. And I sort of, my wife was high sheriff and I grew up with Sarah Thornton. And Sarah's moved to the Met. I wonder if she'll get the top job or not, but she's a good, nice lady. And my son, William, is in the place, and my, a couple of my grandchildren. And he used to come up and down the road with his siren on, blue light going, even when it wasn't necessary. But anyways, the, um, we did a great thing. I was uh, on the board of Silverstone for a while. <coughs> Silverstone the British Racing Drivers Club, and I did something which I thought was good because I thought the image of the BRDC is not always good. I think a lot of people think <clears throat> that young racing drivers waste a lot of money, uh, drive badly, and waste champagne. And uh, so what I did, I got the IAM involved with the, uh, the better drivers we have, the, the prize winners. And they all became members of the IAM and passed the test, which was great for the IAM and great for them because they'd never heard of the IAM before. And uh, it's a wonderful charity. And if we can get people to drive before 17 and learn about car control, we can save a lot of lives, I think. I always find um, kids from farming families with driving the father's tractor and what have you were, became good drivers. Um, uh, then my first car was a, a Harding that was given to me when I lived in White House outside Belfast. A two-seater bath chair, really, with a motorcycle chap engine in the back, driving one wheel, and the brakes only worked on the back. So it taught you quite a lot about skid control. And, and we started to rebuild it at a charity I worked with called Skids in High Wycombe. And it's now in the, in the Gaydon Museum. And it's nice because if you start driving at nine years of age, you do get an idea about it, and it was great fun. Um, and I think I learned a lot about skid control from motorbike and cycle. I bought a motorbike when I was young, as you can see, and my father said, you're going to fall off that. And so he made me put a sidecar on it. And a motorbike and sidecar, I mean, it's a bit of an old nanny's thing, but it's, uh, it's great because you can steer it with the accelerator, uh, you can make it go right with the front brake. If you, it's so many different things that make it go in different directions. Fantastic on a slippery road, I promise you. We first made a name for the Mini in 63 uh, in the Tour de France, which was a very big event and the first sort of event on television in rallying. And the big Fords would beat the hell out of us up the back straights. It was all the different race, racing circuits in France and Germany, Nuremberg, Ring, etc. 
and uh, we would beat them in the twisty bits. And the French fell in love with the car, and to pick your girlfriend up in Paris in a Mini was much better than an Aston Martin or something. Kind of, we had the best team of mechanics in the world at Abingdon. Those guys would lie down and die for you. They were fantastic. And thank God we still see them. The Monte Carlo Rally was on the other day. Ford won it. Nobody knows about it. There wasn't an inch in any of the major journals. But um, because it started and finished in Monte, and uh, just to show you, they were very clever, the Monegasque Club, because they, <clears throat> they started in Lisbon and Monte Carlo and Frankfurt, and I started in Minsk up there, which is in the news a bit at the moment. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, it got great publicity, but it was a hell of an interesting event. But now it starts in Monte Carlo and finishes, and it gets, I mean, I'm really worried about rallying. I think it's getting no publicity and no money. Um, of course, the big thing was meeting Princess Grace, who was Grace Kelly. And that was fantastic meeting her. When I got back to London, Castro laid a party on. I think we had drink taken at that time. And uh, uh, give me a photograph of the Beatles who signed that to me, which was lovely. That's, I've still got that picture. Um, and then, of course, it went on Bruce Forsyth's show, which that was only two channels in those days, BBC and ITV. And there were 27 million viewers on a Sunday night watching ITV. So here was a car being shown to 27 million people. And uh, that's what really put the sales up. Um, the other rally that was very interesting after the, was the long distance one. That was the London-Sydney. Just to show you the route, it went from London across. And we went through Afghanistan. We stayed in Kabul. I mean, it is, when it went over the Khyber Pass and down to Bombay. And then when we got to Australia, we went from Perth across the Nullarbor Desert all down to finish in Sydney. And those were great events, those long-distance ones. Uh, and then with the other long-distance ones that were very interesting was the London-Mexico, the World Cup rally. And uh, that, that went all around Europe to Lisbon. And then by boat, we went to Rio de Janeiro and down through South America and right out and finished in Mexico. Fantastic events. I spent three months in South America practicing for that. Uh, and I love the De Chevaux car. I'm very sad it's gone. And I, that's why I bought that one for my daughter. I had about six of them. And all my kids learned to drive on De Chevaux. And I think it's a very good car to learn to drive on because if you, took, you haven't got much power for acceleration, but it's a wonderful. It was designed, as you all know, because the French farmers could carry a dozen eggs in it across a plowed field without breaking them, I think. Anyway, it's a great, great, a very happy memories. I love the Dushavo. In fact, one of them, I had about 10 of them, and one of them started to rust in the chassis bent, and I was trying to fill a hole in my garden, and I put it in the hole and buried it in. <laughs> so the guys with the metal detectors will find it one day and say, oh my gosh, this. Um, now, there we are, that's our job. I work for the Institute of Advanced Motors and the company that makes the wheel locks. And when we started, every company had a slogan for selling. And I put that one in the mission statement was only do business with people we like. But my son changed it. Uh, he said, unless it's a very big order. <laughs> Paddy, I was reading a story in uh, 
your book the other evening about yeah, you were practicing on a recce in the Monte Carlo rally and you saw some lights, red lights ahead of you on one of the stages and you thought that must be one of the top crews they are going so bloody fast you couldn't hardly keep up with them. Do you want to take, pick up the story from there? Yes, yeah, well, it's absolutely true. We were up and down the Shamroos hill climb outside Grenoble and I was with Ron Crillon, my co-driver, and we were really fed up, been very snowy and all day and cold and we got the notes right and suddenly we saw these lights and we put our foot down and said, ah, it'll be the Germans and we'll have a few drinks tonight. And, and anyway, we couldn't catch this bloody car and it was a 2CV in fact, <laughs> but it, it, it was rolling like hell. And when we got by, past it, there was two nuns in there. <laughs> They'd come down from being up seeing the priest at the top of the mountain, you know. Going away from the, from, from the minis, of course, a very important stage of your career was the, uh, was, was the Sunbeam Rapier. In fact, you won the Circuit of Ireland rally in, in, in one of those. Times, yes, and won the Alpine rally in that as well. Yeah, no, no, the, the Rapier, well, we had a very good team manager, Norman Garrod, and we had a wonderful team of mechanics, you know, it's not just the guy behind the wheel, it's always the entourage of the people behind. With BMC, it was the same. We had a wonderful team of mechanics that would do anything for you. And uh, Roots Group was great. In fact, I went to the Roots Group Museum the other day, which is up um, near Banbury, and they've got all the stuff there. It's really interesting, and I was very honored to be there. And, uh, and there is a Lord Roots who apparently lives in the Isle of Wight and still around. But I did show them <clears throat> a picture of a guy called Henry Henkel. And I hope, I don't know if there's any of his relations here or not. But when we went to America to race in the West Coast, California, this guy Henry Henkel looked after us with champagne, caviar and all. Anyway, on his way to Switzerland, he stayed in London in Mayfair with Lord Roots. He stayed in his house and Lord Roots noticed he had a very big suitcase. And um, anyway, he went off to Geneva the next day. <laughs> it was all over the papers. He, the biggest robbery that uh, uh, the accountants in America had ever had, he sold cars on the HP that weren't his cars and he had the money in the suitcase. And he said, Lord, that, that's, uh, he was German actually, but that, that, that takes on brass neck, that does. <laughs> anyway, I found the photograph of him and they, were, they put it up on the wall. Sorry. Okay, that's Sorry. terrific. Well, we've all uh, very much enjoyed your, uh, your presentation and a little chat and the questions, and uh, thank you very much indeed, everybody. Big hand for Paddy Hopkirk. Brooklyn's News. You can see the full video of the driving tests and the Paddy Hopkirk event on the Brooklyn's members' YouTube and Vimeo channels. Secrets of the Transport Museum continues on the Yesterday Channel and UK TV Catch-Up, with new episodes every Tuesday at 8pm. The members have some great events coming up with former McLaren Chief Mechanic Neil Trundle on the 3rd of March. Livestream tickets only are available for that one. A must for fans of travel and Volkswagen Beetles on the 17th of March with Fiona Easterby and the Travel Bug. And then on the 14th of April, Steve McCarthy tells us about the Brooklyn's physician, Dr. Eric Gardner. Then we're back to minis again. When the museum opens, it's show season on March the 27th with a fantastic mini day. You can find all about the latest events and book at brooklynsmuseum.com. Thanks for listening.